Jeff White here, season number two, episode 18, and it is time to ignite the spark. Demolate your thoughts by igniting the spark. You do have a purpose, it's exposing the dark. Live at your purpose by igniting the spark. Stimulate your thoughts with internal monarch. Stimulate your thoughts by igniting the spark. You do have a purpose, it's exposing the dark. Live at your purpose by igniting the spark. Stimulate your thoughts with internal monarch. Stimulate your thoughts by igniting the spark. You do have a purpose, it's exposing the dark. Live at your purpose by igniting the spark. Stimulate your thoughts with internal monarch. Welcome to the station with imagination, using the mental capacities to rule the nation. The nation. Ladies and gentlemen, how are y'all doing today? We are doing an episode of Slapping and Rapping. Yes, yes, yes. Slapping and Rapping. I'm here at work today putting some paint on the walls. And um, I actually did a show earlier today. Now, you might actually get this show today. You might get it tomorrow. I'm thinking about I might drop this off tomorrow, not today. Don't want to overload you all in one day. So, uh, I'm doing this show today. Today is Monday. Actually, what is it? March the... 20th so yes march the 20th 2017 and in today's show let's go ahead and stop that all right it's just playing all by itself yeah in today's uh show we're going to be going over um part two of yesterday's podcast show was yeah yesterday's podcast show so we're going to be going over some of the stuff that linda Presented to us about the seven planets um, being found in the Goldilocks zone inside of the constellation of Aquarius. <clears throat> now, in yesterday's show, I came up to the conclusion that we have to uh, find somewhere else for us to go. You know, it's, it's kind of a no brainer for humanity to try to find another planet. To migrate to, right? Because a lot of people don't really see the importance of space travel or space exploration. And I can see their, I can see some of their arguments as far as the people who are saying like, hey, we haven't even explored Earth yet. I can see where their argument is coming from. But those other, the other people who, who, uh, who just don't see any purpose at it? I mean, at all. You know, those people. I have an analogy for them today. All right. So that's what we're gonna be talking about today. We're gonna go over two different scenarios. We're gonna go over why it's important for humanity to find another planet, and then we're gonna go over the dangers of finding another planet at this current time all right so um stay tuned for that we're gonna go ahead and take a break that's the intro for the day that's the intro for the show 
And I barely stayed under my three minutes. Well, actually, I still am on my three minutes, right? So um, you guys stay tuned for that. And um, go ahead and take a break. Go ahead and get your, your popcorn and your drinks ready. We're going ahead and go into an intro. We go ahead and do the intro for the normal, the normal commercial that we normally do. All right. So if you're new to the show, you have an introduction of what this show is about. All right. So stay tuned. with the imagination on the quest to conquer the nation all about shifting paradigms and exposing the dark turn up those radios and ignite the spark So, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to let that song go ahead and play all the way out. You have, like, maybe a minute left in this song, so we make it into some background music. All right. But, yes, the importance of finding a new home. Ladies and gentlemen, I don't know where you live at, but if you are anywhere near the coastal area, then you will probably be one of the few who's understanding the importance of being able to migrate because anyone who lives close to the Gulf of Mexico or the West Coast or the East Coast by the ocean, they are fully aware of hurricanes and tsunamis and all of these things that come about. And whenever they do come about, they have to either try to stick it through or they have to migrate or evacuate their homes, right? Like people in Florida, just um, not Florida, Cal- California, who have now all these wildfires. They they just had to evacuate all their homes because of the wildfire. They couldn't do. There's nothing they could do about it except leave. All right, they couldn't stop the fire. They had to leave to save themselves. People in Florida have to travel out of the state whenever hurricanes are coming. Right. Well, that's no different from us Earthlings whenever a catastrophe is coming to the whole planet. Where are we going to migrate to? Are we going to migrate to the caves? Are we going to migrate to the hidden bunkers that we don't even know about? Only the top people in society knows about. We can't hide there, can we? We don't even know where they're located at. Right. I didn't put another song on. But, uh. Go ahead and cut that off. All right. So what are we going to do? I mean, what are we going to do? Right. So hopefully you're now seeing the importance of trying to find somewhere else to live, because like I said, we're going to always go through a threat 
And if you're any person who cherishes their life, you're going to always try to find a way to survive that threat. So looking for other planets is just common sense for an entity or a life form trying to find a way to prevent or minimize the um, inevitable, right? Can't get mad at a beaver for making the dam, right? Don't get mad at the, you don't get mad at the squirrel for saving up for uh, all summer and spring for winter. We don't get mad at those. They, they prepping. Why are we not prepping, you know? But on the flip side, the late, the law, the second law, universal law states that as above, so below. Was it the law of polarity? States that as above, so below. So the same thing we're looking for above us, could we not find it below us? I mean, because after all, is not the why, uh, the oceans like only 1% of the oceans pretty much explored? We don't really know what's up under us. We haven't, the furthest we actually drilled into the earth, I believe, was like maybe eight miles. So we don't really know what kind of crust we, I mean, they, when they did that, they actually found out that their, their studies or their hypothetical concepts on the layers of the earth was all wrong, right? So we don't really know where we're at. <laughs> we don't have a clue where we're at. We think we do, but we don't know. We haven't, we haven't, we haven't searched below us. We're so busy focused above us, but we don't even know what's up under our feet. That's almost like that's almost like buying a house with a basement or uh, or yeah or attic, either one as above or below. Right? You have a house with an attic and a basement, but you never go inside of there. You've never been inside of there. Like, okay, well, we have been in space. Some people believe that. Some people don't. So we can't say we've been at least to the attic. Right. But what about the basement? What's at the basement? What's in our basement? Do we not? Do we know what's in our basement? The Vatican might know because they have a lot of stuff inside their basement as far as sitting on cultural books. But what do we know? We don't know nothing. So that would be my question. Uh, that would be my. I guess not my question, but that would be my, my two cents on why it's important for us to find another planet. But. There's also a danger. There's also a danger in finding another planet, especially in our current conditions. In humanity's current conditioning, there's a danger in finding more planets. And um, in yesterday's show, I was trying to explain to you. I was trying to share with you a story about a healthcare situation in which. Um, a healthcare company was trying to grow or expand without first fixing its internal problems. All right. So I didn't get the chance to go over that. And I try my best to link up something uh, in that show. But I think I did a piss poor job. So I'm going to try again in today's show. And being that I still have quite a few t- a few minutes left to record on this show, I'm going to go ahead and dedicate the rest of this show to the story of the healthcare situation that I alluded to yesterday, but I did not give you a chance to actually hear the full story. All right. So before we get into the story, we're going to take another break and we'll be right back after this short break. It's only going to be like a 25 second break and we'll be right back with the story. Fast life. Fast pay. 
money. And I wouldn't even think about that before I pressed the button. But my little brother, that's who actually that is, singing that song with that commercial, my little brother. Uh, but when he, just now, when I would let him play, I was listening to the words just now on the other end. And he says, fast life, that's the way we, that we've been living. Lose it all, make it back, then we spend it. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> that's perfect words for today's um, analogy. Because in 2000 and 11, I believe. Yeah, 2011. 2011 um, was the last day I worked for this company. Well, the last year I worked for that company. But what basically what took place was I went for I went to work for a company who um, I went to go work for a company who was up under um it's called a uh, moratorium. I think it's what it's called moratorium. But basically, what it is, it's a restriction on an agency. From the State Department, in which they are placing an agency on a momentary, um, I would call it suspension, but basically they can't, they can't grow. They're not allowed to get any more clients until they until they've successfully pleased the requirements of the state. Now, this company that I work for. They was in business for, like I said yesterday, they was in business for over three something years, two, two or three years. And um, and um, they were not able to get any more clients. So when I came to the company, I went and I met, I met the guy. He was a young guy, a young cat working in the office. And I, was, I thought about that when I seen him. But he was a young guy. He was African. But he was more of an Americanized African. But he was definitely an African. But his mom was like, straight African and he was more like African but he's been downloaded with the culture okay so um, he was more up to par so we went to the interview and he interviewed me and you know I only came to the interview for the house manager position however he didn't have any more positions because he had literally just hired someone uh, about a week before I got there for the position, actually, not even a week to tell you the truth, a couple of days. <laughs> but um, he hired this guy, and he's like, "Well, I don't have that position open." But you know, um, I said, "Okay, well, do you allow people to grow from the within their company?" He said, "Yes." I said, "Okay." So I took the job. Now he gave me directions to the home, and also gave me a phone number uh, to call in case I couldn't find it. So once, so once I um, had to go in for the job, you know, I called to try to find the location, and I come to find out that the phone number he had gave to me, I mean, well, actually, I called the night before. I tried to go find it before I went there the next day, and I couldn't. So I called the emergency phone number because that was the number he gave me. I didn't know it was an emergency phone number until I called it. But I called the phone number, and to come to find out, it's the emergency phone. To the house manager who's on call at that time. So I'm calling and I'm calling and I'm calling and I'm calling. And I can't get a hold to nobody. I can't get a hold to nobody. I'm calling. E.T. like E.T. phone home. I'm phoning home. And there is no connection. No one's there to pick up. 
So I'm thinking, oh man, oh man, what am I getting myself into? You know, this is the emergency phone and no one's picking up and no one's calling. I'm supposed to be here the next day. What am I supposed to do? You know, so I ended up calling one of the people who worked there and they gave me directions to find a home. Now, I know you're probably saying, well, what does this guy do with finding new planets? Well, again, I told you guys and ladies out there, this is a long story and I'm trying to tie this in together as far as, you know, I want to go ahead and give you the whole story. It's not all about planets and stuff like this today, but the story will tie into why it's important for us to fix certain stuff before we find another planet and move on. All right. So I end up going to the home. I find the home that morning and I knock on the door. And what I find out is that, first of all, the guy who hired me sent me to work on the same day. He sent another person who got hired to work. So, first of all, this guy is not really um, on top of his game. He's not really aware of the schedule that he's putting together for his workers. He's not really... um, and he's not he's not able to be reliable because I can't call him. You hire me, but then you're not able to be reached again. Right. So that kind of was kind of fishy. It already kind of threw up a little red flag with me. Like, OK, what kind of company is this? You know, anyway, I end up sticking it through. I walk into the door. I see the new house manager. Didn't know he was a house manager at the time. But once he opened the door, he, he, he introduces him, he introduces himself. He says, hey, my name is blah, blah, and I'm the house manager. I'm like, ah, so you're the new person they just told me about. He said, yeah, 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 I'm the, I'm the new house manager. They just hired me, blah, blah, blah. And I told him who I was and the position that I came for, you know. He's like, oh, well, you know, actually, um, I'm actually not even going to stay. I'm like, what? He's like, yeah, I'm actually not going to stay. They actually asked me to stay here um, until the, until the state is done with their investigations, and then once they once they're done with that, I'm just gonna go ahead and put. My, I'm going ahead. And, I'm quitting. I was like, "Well, dang! Then you just get hired." He said, "Yeah, I just started, but you know, this place is not for me." I said, "Oh wow, okay." He said, "But if you want me to, I can put a word in for you. Let them know, you know, that you're still interested in the position." I said, "Yes, that would be great. I appreciate that." You know, so my first day, I'm already talking to the manager who just got hired, and then he's already talking about. Quitting as soon as the investigation is over with, right? So again, that go another flag up like, hey, something's not going, something's not right here. What's going on here that when as soon as you join, as soon as you join this family, you already looking to get out, looking for ways to get out. Does that sound familiar? As soon as you join this planet, you're, you're already looking like, well, not everybody, but as soon as you wake up, <laughs> put it like that, as soon as you wake up, you already look, you looking, you start looking for ways to get out of the system, right? So, so anyway, long story short, that was, that happened, and then maybe three, and then what happened was they didn't even hire me for the position. Like, he already lied to me about it because he said they, they allowed, they allowed growth from within a company, right? What I come to find out was they hire a, white girl who comes into the company now. So now this new this new white girl comes in and she's the house manager now. Now she comes in and she's already trying to come in under shady pretenses. She's already coming in trying to hide her pregnancy. 
She's pregnant and she's trying to hide it because she does not want to get fired for being pregnant. And I know some of y'all are like, that. what do you mean get fired for being pregnant? That's against the law. You would think so, but not here in Tennessee. Here in Tennessee, you get fired for whatever reason. There is a, no, a, no fault. You ain't got to do nothing. They can fire you just because they don't like you. All right. <laughs> That's what's messed up about Tennessee. Yeah, this is the place they voted for Trump. Yeah, that place, you know, that, that little place um, right above Georgia and right below Kentucky kind of squares between those two states. Yeah, that place right there, they can fire you for any reason they want to fire you for. But anyway, so um, so she comes in and she gets and she stays for about a month or two. But then her belly starts to show and she ends up just quitting or they might have fired her. I'm not really for sure what the reason for her leaving was but um she didn't make it okay so by this time i'm like okay now the first time i didn't say nothing you know i just i just i'm just watching them because that's the kind of person i am i want to watch you i want to watch you to see what you're doing so i can see where your heart truly sits you know and uh, so i just watched them and then we had another state investigation and again these people were infested with state investigations People from state was always coming there trying to work, look at their books and stuff because, like I said, they weren't doing their stuff. They didn't have their stuff together. So I was listening to them this day, and uh, by this time they had hired a new executive uh, executive manager, and um, they asked him. It's like, well, uh, they asked him about the manager. They said, well, we, you guys have a, y'all seem to have a high turnover rate. He said, yeah. They said, well, do you guys have another house manager? And I'm, I'm waiting. I'm like in there just waiting. I'm like, okay, y'all, I can't wait to hear what y'all got to say because y'all already know I've been here for this amount of time. I had been there for about three months now. Y'all already know I've been here for this amount of time and I've been looking for this position. I'm not trying to be no damn house staff. That's not what I want to be. Ain't no money in this. You know, ain't no money in healthcare actually at all. We're going to go into that too, but not right now. <laughs> but um, this is going to be a little bit extended of a show. Okay. So hope you can stay with me long enough. But um, so, so they, they end up, he end up, they, he is, his, I ain't going to say his name. Forget that. So he he ends up uh, saying, yes, we actually have a house manager right now going through med training. I'm thinking, why are you guys hiring a manager who does not even know how to pass out medication? They don't even know. They haven't even been trained on medication. And you guys are going to hire them to be the manager over the house. Like, okay, that makes a lot of sense. But again, it it is this company we're talking about. They did not make any sense. So (laughs) but anyway, so. so I wait for them to leave, you know, I wait for the state people to leave and I wait for the executive to step outside because I don't want, I'm a kind of, I don't want to just talk in front of people. So he steps outside, they leave, they leave, he sits around the house while they leave so he can try to, because they were shady. They was always trying to come in before the state and fix stuff so that the state wouldn't be able to see it or take stuff out so the state couldn't see it. So they was, they was a really shady company. All right. But anyway, so um, they left. And he was about to leave. So I went outside and I was like, hey, uh, I have a question for you. I want to know why is it that I've been here this long and I've been asking for this position and I'm qualified for the position. Why is it that I haven't got the position and why are y'all hiring a manager who does not even know how to pass medication out? He doesn't even know nothing about medication. You going to hire him to be the manager. So he was like, uh, well, Jeff, it's like this. You've been working here for a few months now. And so. The staff knows who you are and they probably seen you cut some corners 
and you and <clears throat> we don't want any type of um, discrepancies between you and your staff. We want to make sure that your staff respond um, respects you as the house manager and not just some coworker who just happened to be promoted to the manager. <laughs> I said, look, happen, look, I like, look here, guy. I appreciate that, but at the same time, I'm a grown man and uh, I'm not here to make friends. I'm here to make money. So with that being the case, I'm not really concerned about how they think about me when it comes to where I'm coming from and all that stuff. And as far as cutting corners, like I told the guy when I first started here, I would like to start from the bottom anyway, because I, that way I'll be able to know what needs to be fixed in the home. I said, so I'm I'm ready. You know, let me let me get this position. I'm ready to get y'all up and running. So he did it, you know, and um, within three months of working for this company, I was now the new house manager. And then within two months of being the house manager, they had got they had got lifted off of the Moranum and they had got uh, what happened in December. So I say by April. So I'll give them three months. So uh, within three months, let's say three months, within three months, they got lifted off the Morandum uh, and they were able to start building their company again. Now, when I got when they hired me for this job, they only gave me a salary for a certain amount of money and. For one house. So I took care of the responsibility. Almost like we take care of taxes and paying the government um, for them to take care of us. Right. Took care of our responsibilities. But then they start throwing more responsibility, taking more work, more work, less pay. Almost like what's going on right now as far as work more hours, receive less compensation or work more hours and be able to buy less because your food is, is higher, but you're not getting paid anymore. All right. Now, I'm going to speed up this story because I don't want to go too far. I've already went way further into what I want to. <laughs> I'm going to give you the whole storyline of the job. But basically, what happens is I get the company up and running now. They end up getting three homes. And now that they're up and running now, they start to try to weasel me out of the company because I'm not a, I'm not in the know. I'm not one of them. And what I mean by that is I'm not family. There was a company, it was a family owned business. And so they started hiring people to kind of weasel me out of my position so that they can take it. And then they have a family owned business again. Right. Well, I end up putting them up, up under investigation because they were they were having me work. For three days now, like I said, we had they had me now. I'm the manager over all three houses, and I have I'm a manager instead of instead of me managing two clients, I'm now managing six clients. Instead of me managing um, eight staff, I'm now man- managing like forty staff. So I'm like, hey, I'm only being I'm only being paid as if I'm having this one house and my regular staff for this house, first, second, and third shift staff. Now I have three houses, six clients, and over 30, 40 staff members. Where's my money? You know, and they kept on hitting me with, uh, oh, well, when we get when we get more uh, more services, we can start paying you more money. No, no, no. Each client brings in a certain amount of money. They thought I was stupid. But anyway. So what happened was I put them under investigation because they didn't want to pay me my money anymore. And they was refusing to um, now that they're refusing to pay me my money. And now they also refusing to fix stuff around the homes um, just to make me feel uncomfortable so i started calling the state and let them know what's going on what happened was the state came in investigated me and investigated them the investigation went through 
they end up finding no faults, even though they had all the proof, even video recordings, even and also even audio recordings. They still came out and said, no, there's nothing we can do. Um, so that was it. They let me go. And they end up. And then after they let me go, the company ended up firing me because they knew I was the one that got them investigated. Now, even though that is against the law, still nothing to this day was done about that. And the purpose of me telling you this story is because this. We can go and fix stuff. We can fix our planet. All right. We can come in here. We can be born and we can see this stuff is messed up like I did when I went to the healthcare system. And we can try to fix it like I did when I, I got the house up and running. But once we start noticing corruption or once we start noticing that there are people within the in the organization who is not willing to fix or change what's making the the system or the company run badly we got to report them we have to get them out of the system how do you get them out of the system well if you if you are one of the people who's corrupted like known for for holding humanity back, even if you're not known, what? Is, how do we do that? That's a good question. Now that I'm at it, now that I'm here, now we're back at the main topic. How do we get people from being a part of a new system? You know, how do we keep out corrupted people? Because, like I said, when I reported them to the state, the state knew they was corrupted. They had video, audio, and documentation that proved that my allegations were true. They were just in much of a cahoot with this company as the Rothschilds are with what's going on with the Illuminated ones or Illuminati, mm-hmm. right? So that's my question for you. That's the show for the day. You know, like I said, I was going to bring this together. I was going. I told you I was going to try to bring it together some kind of way. But yeah, that's my story of healthcare. That's my story of my healthcare system, and it's my story of how. How interconnected corruption works It's my show I'm trying I'm trying I don't know how good today I did But I'm trying to showcase how We are always working with people that are corrupted We are always around people that are corrupted But it's not until Their Hornet's nest is shaken up That they start to show their stingers And start to try to sting you And to get you away from Whatever it is they're trying to protect but if we're trying to find another planet and we don't fix our human conditioning as far as greed and not caring, not having any type of care in the world, how are we going to survive? How are we going to survive? Because that's going to lead into the next question, which will be on tomorrow's show. Um, that's going to lead to the next question, which is um, the reason why we can't find other planets. All right. We're going to go over the three next topics in the next show. We're going to go over three topics and the next show will most likely be a YouTube show because all of this is going to be hypothetical. So I don't have to do any research on it. Um, But in the next show, we're going to go over the reason why we can't find it, which I attribute to um, thought as far as our ability to ability to think um, the reasons that. Um, the reasons they are so far away, I attribute that 
to our understanding as far as how much we know and the fastest way off this planet, which will be collectively, which I will explain these three into more depth, like I said, in the next show. But the next show will not be an audio. Well, it might be an audio. What I might do is do an audio slash YouTube. So I might do a YouTube video or I might do a podcast, I mean, but record it um, and make it into a YouTube video. So I'm not for sure yet. There might be a two-in-one with that. But we can go over that. We're going to also go over... Um, some of the some of the um, details over these seven planets that um, that was found over in a Trappist one that was it was found by the Trappist one. I think that's a if you look up Trappist one, you'll find out that it's actually associated with a religious group, so a, a religious organization. So um, look into that. Definitely look into that. Also. Um, Let's see what else I can find. I can give you some information on for right now. Okay, I, I won't go into details. I'm going to lead you off with this. Between the, the difference between the Trappist one and like our, our sun and the planets um, evolving around those planets, that, that star is this. The Trappist one is a brown dwarf star. And it's about the size of Jupiter, a little bit larger, but a lot more massive. It has up to 84% more mass. Uh more more mass than Jupiter does and it's spinning its rotational spin is 3.3 days alright so a planet like our star or our, our Earth orbits our star within about 26 or 27 days I say 30 days but really it's about 26 to 27 days if you look up if you look it up but um it takes us about that many days to go around to make a whole calendar month well, or um, and it takes us 365 days. Well, our, our what is it? Hold on. It takes us 365 days to go around the whole sun, right? It takes them. Some of those planets takes one and a half days, and I think the longest day is I think uh, not even five days. It might be five days, but yeah, I mean they they moving really quick. So uh, one year on that planet, on like on the to- the two closest planets, one year. On that planet would be a, like a day and a half. <laughs> All right, so I leave you. With, I leave you with something like that to think about. But I got a lot of this stuff in details. Um, I, wrote, I wrote a lot of stuff down for you. We're gonna go over that inside the YouTube commercial. I mean commercial YouTube video. So stay tuned for that. And again, thank you for tuning in today. I know I might have lost you, and I, I definitely went a long ramble talking about the healthcare uh, and how <laughs> how bad it was. But the moral of the story basically was. The moral of the story basically was this. I wasn't a saint in this story. I might have came across as if I didn't do anything wrong. But if I did, I want to go ahead and make sure I correct that. So here's what I did wrong in this company. First thing is, I knew a lot of stuff that was going on already before I already reported them to the state. I already knew some of the stuff that was going on. However, I tried to fix it with without without them involving the state. And I couldn't because the young guy who was the owner, he wasn't really the owner. His mama owned the company, but she let him run it. So because of that, he had his ego all into it and he felt like nothing could be done. Sort of like what's going on now with all these people, quote unquote, leaders who who um, don't feel like nothing can be done to them. Almost like a, like what's her name? Um, Hillary Clinton. Almost like one of those type of people who can go out and do all kind of stuff that they know is not right. And still not be punished for it. 
All right, because well, I guess I go ahead and share this with you. But before I go, before I share this part with you, I'm going to finish up this thought. But um, you gotta, you know, I'm not gonna say I'm not. I'm just as guilty because I knew some stuff that was going on in there before I returned them into the state. It was not until they attempted to push me out of the scene and threaten my livelihood that then I wanted to call in the state and try to get them in trouble. The point of it is, the moral of the story is, don't wait. Don't wait because, uh, you know, and, and, and try to um, fix it yourself or anything like that. Don't try to keep your eggs in your basket. If you know something's going on, fix it. Be the one who stands up and says something. See, I didn't say nothing because I was benefiting. See what I mean? And that's what's going on with a lot of people here in this world today. A lot of people in the day in the world today know stuff that's going on, but they don't say shit because they're benefiting from it. That can go from white supremacy. That can go from uh, child slavery. That can go from check slavery and trafficking. That can go from uh, work at work, just mundane stuff at work. It don't matter what it is. If you're benefiting from it and you know it's not right, then you need to speak up. Because that's the same thing about this planet. If we go to another planet and we know we are allowing other people to join it and they are just as corrupt as they was here, we're going to put ourselves in a situation to what I was in where I tried to report them, but it was too late. You see what I mean? It's too late. So I don't know. I don't know. And I did say I was gonna I was gonna share something with you, but I didn't wanna I didn't wanna get uh, sidetracked. But here's what it is when I was talking about that. When I worked for this guy, this company, his company, we was always supposed to we were always supposed to take our travel book with us so that in case we had an accident, the police or the ambulance would know what kind of medication the appliance was on. Well, this one day, you know, that that's that's the law, right? It's just like the law here is, you know, you gotta ride you gotta have a driving license to drive your car, right? So that when you have a wreck or something, people know exactly where you they can find out where you live at and stuff like that, blah, blah, blah. Well, this day he didn't wanna take he wanted to take the client out, but he didn't wanna um use the book. And I was like, so I went outside and I was like, haha, it's like my it's probably like my second week, second or third week. And he came out there to come and get the client. And I was like, hey, um, you forgot to take this book. He's like, oh, I'm just going to Walmart. I don't need the book. I'm like, well, hold on a second. Um, we got to take this book everywhere you go. And just because you're going to Walmart don't mean anything. He could have a seizure while you're in the van. Like, he can always have a seizure no matter where you're at. And he didn't like that. So, you know, from the very beginning, he did not like me because I was too outspoken and I guess he kind of found me, it took me as being condescending or, I don't know, I don't know. But we always had that, that headbutt, headbutt, you know, from the very beginning. And so that's some of the stuff that we do as a culture today. We allow people to do certain stuff that we ourselves can't get away with. But as you can see, I'm not that kind of person. So ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in to the show today. Thank you for listening to Snapping and Rapping because that's what this was today. And um, stay tuned for the YouTube channel or the YouTube show. You can check it out at Internal Monarch on YouTube. And that will be sometime this week. I'm going to try to shoot for Thursday because I got to go out of town on Friday. So until next time, don't forget to stimulate thought, ignite the spark, and always help expose the dark. And before I get off the show today, I want to also give a shout out to Dave K. 
Kenyon at the Dumbing It Down with Dave show and also Linda Alwyn at the Awesome Insanity Podcast show. Now, I did not make a commercial for Dave yet. I asked him to send me one, but I'm, I might have to make one for him myself. I'm not for sure yet, but Linda did send one. So we're going to actually close out the show with her commercial, and I'll talk to you, ladies and gentlemen, tomorrow. All right, take it easy. Hello, Emma. Telly's broke. Well, then, ring up the servicer, Harry. This is right too funny. What are you on about, then? A new thing on the box. Awesome insanity surfers. Have a sit and I'll put it to the speakers. I am Dr. Edward Brighton here with my adventurous assistant, Bob. Hey, Bob! Ow! I'll kick you in the... in the club! In the club! This is Frank Miller and today our economic correspondent Gertrude Sneedle will be joining me. And the Scott family? Donna Safety got the answer from them and they could give a quiz all for free. I give you the Clementine Sue Campbell salute. Crack my nuts here, and uh, I'm just doing it wrong. Uh, uh, I seem to be, well, when, when I'm cracking them, uh, uh, the meat is getting real crushed. I don't know, so I, I don't seem to know how to, how to crack my nuts real well. Or Uranus, however you wish to pronounce it. Look at all these dials and buttons and mics and buttons. And look at the microphones, man. They're like really cool. I have to be careful when I dust them off. This is Breaking News with Clyde Noodlesmith. It says to listen to some podcast on Spreaker called Awesome Insanity Surfers. The sideline, there's additional hookah bucks. It looks like an... Is that an ostrich? Oh no, I recognize that ostrich. That's the ostrich of Klaus. A bit off the cuff, I, Emma. You can have a listen through off the cuff. e-zine.com or their sites on Spreaker.com. Have a look at AISXQ.com for the links to Facebook, Twitter, and SoundCloud as well. Well, then, I shall do. Weren't you going to ring up about the telly, Harry? Who needs it? I'll just keep listening to awesome insanity surfers.